Hey, what's up, everybody? Dan here with some uh, notes, some show notes before we get into this episode of the podcast. Kind of a bittersweet episode we have here. Um, not to start the show off with a downer, but just got word that uh, this session with the uh, the Autonomics, who are on this episode of the podcast, episode 77, um, will be and was the last one at Mountain Air Studios in the Brooklyn neighborhood. And uh, this was kind of a day that I think Mountain Air Mike and I had been uh, anticipating, and not in a good way, but you know, knowing that it was any day could be the last session taped there for the podcast. And um, yeah, we just got the call that, that that's what's going down. It's, uh, it will no longer be going down in the Brooklyn hood. So, um, yeah, man, kind of wild. Um, it's a place that the podcast is called home pretty much since its beginnings, um, which is coming up on, I don't know, close to two years, I guess. And a place where when I came here, four years ago that I recorded some music myself and uh, just a place that I have spent so much time at and I have called that place a second home really over this last two years especially I mean I'm usually there once a week and if if not more and um, just a very a very special space there that Mike um, you know, cultivated and a really cool environment. And yeah, just a really different experience than I had had um, in some other recording uh, situations. And it was always just such a blast to be hosting those these sessions there for the, the in-studio sessions that we do for the Dan Cable Presents podcast. And um I feel like a big praise of that studio was always just, oh, what a cool, what a cool space it was from almost every band that came through there. The first thing after they took the tour was just like, oh, this, this place is awesome. And, um, yeah, definitely will hold a special place in, in my heart, in my memories, you know, so many good times there. Um, thanks to all of the bands that have come through for a session at Mountaineer Studios there in the Brooklyn hood. Um, yeah, it's been so much fun um, recording these podcasts there and uh, just an absolute blast. So, um, yeah, there was something special in the air about that last session we had. And um, like I said, I didn't know it was necessarily going to be the last one, but I f um, did know that it was a possibility. Um, and usually we we try to do a few podcast sessions in in one in one day and kind of backlog the episodes a little bit so i don't know there was just something special about this day um the autonomics who are on this episode and then hammerhead was also a part of this session and that was last um episode 75 rather um so it was just a it was just a really cool day i mean 
it's hard to not have a have a killer day over there at Mount Nair, especially doing recording these sessions with the bands and just having basically a party all day with a few different artists that are coming through. But um, this day in particular was just super rad and just getting to hang out with some of my best buds in Hammerhead and just two of my favorite bands in the city, them and, and the Autonomics who are uh, coming up on this one. Autonomics came through. It was the day after their release show, their um, their album release show for Debt Sounds, which is now available. You should check it out. If you have not, you should check that out as well as their, their prior release. And um, But yeah, they came into the studio for this episode the day after their album release show, mid-afternoon, and uh, maybe a little hungover. Maybe a lot hungover. And... Um, it was great when they showed up to uh to the door <laughs> they were just like hey man we we played a pretty rad party last night for our album release at the Doug Fur and we went pretty hard and we we're just hoping maybe we could uh maybe lay it back a little bit and play um just some laid back versions of of some of the tunes and I'm I was super into it and I don't know I kind of feel like when you come into these sessions it's it's not really like i i don't like to influence necessarily what songs are played during the session and if bands want to come in and do maybe like a unique twist or like a stripped down version or just you know a remix version of one of their tunes i think it's cool to be able to capture stuff like that so um i really encourage people to check out the autonomics records because they really are just I think one of the greatest like rock and roll bands in the Northwest and in the, in the most non cheesy way possible. They, these, these dudes just shred and they were so much fun to hang out with and just a r ridiculous conversation. And I'm not sure that I, uh, that I laughed or have laughed as hard in this episode than I have in any other one. And, um, yeah, it was just such a pleasure to get to hang out with these dudes and their sh their their album release showed they just crushed it and was extremely impressive. And um but yeah, it was fun to have them come in. They played some some different versions of some tunes, so it's it's not the the crazy high energy. Um but yeah, it's some some different from them, so I appreciate them coming in and just uh just kind of shaking it up a little bit and uh and Dan definitely, uh, their singer, definitely braved through a pretty, uh, pretty gnarly hangover he was nursing. But he seemed to, uh, seemed to, to get going after a song. And um, yeah, super cool. But yeah, last one at Mountaineer Studios, man. It was, uh, it's been a really great run there. Uh, shout out to Mountaineer Mike, and for the lovely space that he has had there. It's been a pleasure to for that to be the space that i've worked out of for the last couple of years as well as yeah like i said a second a second home just a place to hang out and just uh yeah bummer to see it go but stoked to see what the uh what the next step is definitely not gonna quit on episodes probably gonna see a lot of 
um, on-the-go episodes coming through the pipeline over the next four weeks until it's kind of figured out where the next space is and might be trying some different different spots out. Um, if you have a uh, studio space in mind that you think is is worth checking out that, that might be willing to play host to the, uh, the DCP, uh, you can hit me at dancablepresents at gmail.com. As always, a free way to support this program is to uh, hit the rate, review, and subscribe button on the iTunes, saying a few nice words. It is super appreciated and really goes a long way in helping in a free way, gaining more national visibility for the show, which means national, more national visibility for uh, the artists that come on the podcast. Uh, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. Should have a, uh, if not already up there, a Hammerhead premiered video up through the Vortex magazine. Um, check that out, Vortex Music Magazine. Always uh, putting out super dope stuff through the web or through one of their physical publications. A uh, few shows coming up September 24th, this coming Sunday. Uh, free show, Tribe Mars. And Glass Animals is the Sunday sessions going down at Ron Toms. Um, I would encourage you to check that out. Or uh, Lemelo from Seattle is coming down as well, same night. And that's at the uh, Seeker Society. The breaking are opening for them. Uh, September 29th, a Woman's Crush uh, PDX Presents going down. It's uh, Boss Lady Bands. And the lineup is uh, my friends in Cap Camp Crush. Roco Code is coming down from Canada and Shea Alter. That's going to be a really cool show going down at Kelly's Olympian on September 29th. And last but not least, how about uh, Adverse Effects? I just put up a, another video from them circulating on the Facebooks. Uh, let's see if I can actually uh, find this show here. It's on October 5th, I believe. October, oh, I'm messing it up. Mess, October 5th, Thursday, October 5th, Adverse Effects is going to be at the Goodfoot Pub and Lounge. If you haven't seen a show there, it's going to be a super good opportunity to do so. Radio Phoenix is also on that lineup with All-Star Opera from Seattle. So a few shows maybe to check out. Get yourself to a live show. Um, I think that's it. Uh, Mountain Air Studios, thank you for... Uh, playing a huge part in the first evolution, the first era of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. I look forward to uh, the next era. But like I said, episodes coming at you every Friday still. It's just going to be a little while before we figure out a place to do some studio sessions in. So just uh, stay up on all that, and I'll definitely keep you posted. Um, but yeah, let's get into this episode. This, is a, this was a blast of one. This is episode 77 with the autonomics. Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. What's going down today, kids? Hey, so good to see you again. Thanks so much for coming down and shopping with us once more. You are at Mountain Air Sound Studios. It's time for another one of our favorite things. Dan Cable presents. Yes. Oh, bring it it's in. A fine little live to tape program that we do down here in the space on a regular basis. It comes to you every Friday, as a matter of fact. Sure does. 
It's one of your favorite things, and we appreciate you coming down and being here with us. So let's do it now. Let's go into the live room and say hi to my big friend, DC. It's Dan Cable, everybody. Yeah. Oh, what a shaking, everybody. Shake it up, shake it up. We're extra baked, extra buttered, <laughs> maybe a little hungover. It's going to be a fun, I think we got a fun one in store, though. The, the autonomics are here to, to hang out and play some jams, and I think they're going to maybe play some different versions of songs, which, uh, which is going to be fun. And, Mostly because uh, we're hungover, yeah. That's cool. It's uh, It'll be unique. <laughs> the quieter, more mellow versions of the songs that you know and love. And, uh, yeah, you could have seen the, the louder versions of those songs last night if you were there. And, and if you weren't, then you fucked up. <laughs> it was re- real good. And that is the reason that they were raged out and ready yeah, to play man. some alternate versions of these songs. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty lit, indeed. Um, cool. What are you guys going to kick it off with uh we're gonna go for a song called dead tv star right on wanna be a zombie baby want you let me pick your brains out wanna tear your heart to pieces and send across to your mom's house i wanna give you Baby, I'll take you out apart I wanna be a quiet crazy And you can be my modern heart I wanna be your bad decision Hook you up on a Sunday night I wanna be your drug addiction I'll bring the scale and weigh you out right I wanna watch you seizure as I Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Rad. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Dead TV star. 
That was uh that was the first song um that was introduced to me for your band actually. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah, that was the first song I heard uh when I had Chris Young from Vortex on the podcast. Nice. We were uh we were kind of plugging the vinyl that they put out for Record Store Day. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that song was on there. First and track. So we featured that track on that episode of this podcast. So it's cool to uh Yeah, it's I think it's really cool that actually that you guys are playing like just a little bit more low key in the studio today. We've just done it, we've done it before. We've done like a uh, I think last time we were in Europe, we were in Switzerland, and we I think it was the same situation. We were like, ugh, fucking hungover. <laughs> can we not? Can we not like just blast the doors off this old Swiss studio? And then like we, um, it just kind of came out. It was nice. It was like really nice to just chill out the songs, you know, and like give them a new fresh face. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for uh, for some reason, you know, it's uh, it's a lot easier to get away with punk rock when you don't have like bright lights in your face and stuff. So like, I think we're, uh, but we like we like the in studio stuff. I, I think we have a lot of fun with it, and yeah, it's good to good to do some different stuff in that situation. You know, different environment. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of show the the versatility of the band a bit. But yeah, uh, yeah so Chris introduced me to the, to the band, and then I ended up seeing you guys at the uh, Alberta Street Pub for the Vortex. Uh, oh, nice. anniversary great. party and that was the first time i got to see you live and uh that was yeah that was a great show man cinco de mayo yeah <laughs> yeah that was really rad as soon as i saw you guys i was just like really blown away by the energy and uh thank you and just the style of music because it it is very punk rock at times and it's very it's very <laughs> rock and roll though and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. got it's got some cool bluesy influences it seems to to come through Definitely. Yeah, 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 a lot of folk, and and we're 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 pretty big uh, music trivia guys. You know, got a lot of uh, like weird, you know, trivial encyclopedic knowledge about it, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. Like, and uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, I always kind of really like the Americana aspect of uh, of this band. You know, that's kind of like what I was drawn to naturally, like when I was first writing songs and everything. And then uh, yeah, then but we also you know we love to rock and roll and. Uh, rock and roll all night, you know, uh, <laughs> oh my God. And, uh <laughs> you know, it's a good thing to rock and roll. Whoa, you know? man. I should write a song about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. About how it's time to rock and roll, <laughs> yeah. you know? Dan's a fucking pioneer. <laughs> rock um, and roll all night? All night. <laughs> all and, night, and part of every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, you guys are definitely, uh, some fucking party music. Like, yeah. it's, uh, I, I don't know why it's like kind of, kind of seeps into, I don't know. When we're writing songs, we just try to consider uh, the energy energy level that we're trying to to make, and we're really picky about <laughs> like what we're actually going to play live, uh, and uh, we just try to make it as like danceable and fun as we possibly can. Yeah, it seems like that's that's what's happening, you know. And uh, it's fucking fun to be out in the crowd, especially last night. I know this is going to come out a little bit later, but last night was your your record release for for debt. Uh, uh, dead sounds. Dead sounds. Yeah, <laughs> super buttery, bro. <laughs> super buttery. <Yeah>. Butter, <laughs> super buttery. Uh, for dead sounds, and I was there at the Doug Fur last night, and it's so fun to watch people moving, man. Because yeah. I don't feel like that that happens all the time, and to see see like a small circle pit almost break <laughs> out at the Doug Fur last night, and and just the entire show, just watching people moving, it's it's hard not to to groove and move with you guys when when you're doing it like that yeah. well thanks man just as long as they're taking care of each other out there you know <laughs> just i don't want to see anybody getting hurt 
you know, <laughs> just watch out for each other. And, you know, like, uh, yeah, 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 let's open up this fucking pit. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, uh, I thought I, I think I saw you trying to, like, open this up. Well, I was doing my points and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, I, th- I, got, I got that from Willie Nelson, actually. Like, he does this thing where, you know, he'll, like, point at people in the audience, and that's called connecting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you, uh, have you played the, you played Ocarina of Time, the Zelda game? I have not. Well, for the listeners, for the listeners, no, it's okay, you will. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, at the end of that game, you're fighting Ganondorf, it's, like, really epic, and, like, he, like, summons up this big energy ball, and he throws it at you, and you have to, like, deflect it with your sword, and then he deflects it with his cape, and it goes back and forth and back and forth. Until it lands on somebody and it like you know explodes into like this crazy aura of energy, and that's kind of what we try to do at shows, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just gave myself away, <laughs> dude, no, dude. Like, oh my god. You know, uh, yeah, I feel like a live I think that's a good experience. analogy. Well, yeah. it's also you know, it's a, a playing a show is a savage dichotomy of good and evil, you know, as well. Like, and, you know, it's really just us combating the. I audience didn't feel any evil it. last night, like. Oh, okay. It looked Maybe. like everybody was having yeah. fun. Oh, never mind. <laughs> we, we play shows a lot like... Song. Just me, just me. We right. play shows a lot like we play video games, which is like all the fucking time. And, <laughs> uh, you know... Hey. We, hey. <laughs> hey. Well, this, oh, this know, is... I mean, as much as... This is a video as game. As much as time allows. We're, we're like, a video game band. <laughs> you know, we uh, we draw a lot of influence from... Like Evan said, Ganondorf. Yeah, that, He's, was, that was a breakthrough for me. Actually, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember. I remember when I beat that game when I was nine years old. I was like, I know I want to be a career musician now. You know, when I beat Ocarina of Time, that was the that defining was moment in my music career. Yeah. We're also really uh, influenced by the theme opening music from Final Fantasy. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people think that's Koji Kondo. It's not actually. He didn't write that. No. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's not. It's, uh, there's another <laughs> another okay. Japanese okay. composer, okay. not Koji Kondo. They're just gonna keep going unless you ask another question. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Vaughn and Evan, you guys are brothers. Yeah. yeah. And so, how how long ago did this this band start? You guys have been playing music a long time together, right? Yeah, I mean, we met uh, all 87? freshman year or something. Oh, yeah, since eighty eighty seven. <laughs> No, no, we met freshman year of high school, so we were all, like, 14, and we, we jammed and stuff. Like, we we were kind of, like, those kids in the hallway that, like, you know, had guitars and stuff and, like, uh, you know, playing Sublime covers, and, uh, you know, I think Evan taught me how to play a couple Metallica songs, and, uh, you know, we bonded like that, and then uh, we didn't actually start the band until we graduated, and everybody kind of went off, and we were just sort of chilling in Bend still, and we were like, you know what would be rad, dude, is if we, you know, like... Well, we just went to college started, and got our that, shit yeah, together. You know, that that didn't like, really work. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, we just Dan and I started. Uh, we there was like a drum set lying around, and uh, yeah, I mean, we you know Dan and I just started kind of jamming. And we were listening to like a lot of this. So I was like oh eight, so we were listening to like a lot of like Black Keys and Rack on Tours and you know that kind of like Americana stuff, and it really inspired us. And so we thought we were just going to be a two piece and. Uh, well, Vaughn like, Vaughn was in a different band already. Like Vaughn had joined a band as the bass player for uh, Del- a group well, called I, Delta Waves. Yeah, it was actually really funny. Is that band has it was me and two other people who were really involved in the Portland music scene. It was uh, Dana Munson, who's also known as Coco Columbia. Yeah, and 
uh, David Burroughs, who is actually on our album cover, and he's in Kalululu. So another it, great band. Yeah, yeah no, totally. And like, <laughs> we are all Kalululu. Dude, they're crazy, yes, man. We're yeah, all Kalululu. But we we kind of go all the way. Like they'll come out every now and then. I'd still talk to Dana and like they it's crazy like how the three of us kind of moved into separate projects that are really in the same music scene right now. And Small world. I think they're also three bands that are really highly recognized in this city. Like Totally. I think, yeah. awesome, I think people yeah. have nothing but great things to say about all three of those bands. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's yeah, it's nice to you know we we feel pretty lucky to you know have not like fucked up really bad <laughs> and like you know what I mean like I don't know you could you could like end up blacklisting yourself either you know intentionally or accidentally and uh, you know it's a it's got to be as chill as possible. <laughs> everything I, I think people just recognize that we party you know and that we like to rock and roll and like, <laughs> all night you no know, yeah and part of every day and nobody has a problem with that you know like i, I think why would you yeah you i don't know? have a problem with people doing that yeah you look you guys look like you're having a blast especially <laughs> like last night yeah you know? yeah it's a it good, was, it was it's pretty a good cool like once the yeah you know, yeah once uh once like debbie metal started playing I was just, I kind of like, I was watching them for like a while because they're so good. And I kind of looked back behind me and I was like, oh, okay, this is a show. Like, sweet. And then it was all like pretty easy and fun after that. But the day leading up to it was like hot and stressful. <laughs> um, yeah. I was sick all day yesterday, too. Like, I was, it was crazy. I'm like, you're just sick for loadout. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> I was sick. I was, si- I was like sick <laughs> until we got on stage. Yeah. This has happened before, too. Like, where, I have like a crazy ass headache like all day and then I just sweat it out on stage. It'll like make me I'll just I just know it works. So I'll go out there and I'll just be like all over the place and like, you know, playing really hard and then when I walk off stage I'm ready to go. It's kind of an endorphin rush too. Yeah. I mean like playing in front of people and it's almost like, like beating Ganondorf at the <laughs> end of <laughs> Okay, come on. Come on. Yeah, I would imagine that's a pretty good rush to see people moving like that too yeah. to and you know it's like you can feel kind of like the frequency of the room kind of raise up and then everybody's just that much more stoked to be there yeah. and it's cool to be the ones that are facilitating that yeah you, you, with you, like stuff that we made and there's also yeah. like a lot of good sing-along moments totally uh, like yeah. the songwriting is is great in that like with the the choruses are so hooky i love that shit man and like, it's yeah. so fun to sing along and like you, and you can do so quickly like even if it's your first time seeing you guys by the second chorus on a lot of stuff, you can sing along with you or. Yeah, that's awesome. That's totally intentional. Like simplify. Well, plus it's like, uh, we, we never, we never, uh, try to have more than one mic on stage. So it actually kind of like, it helps out, you know, like, uh, yeah, it, it brings a really cool element into it. Sometimes it makes every show like pretty special. I mean, uh, yeah, having a room full of people like singer, you know, lyrics and stuff is, uh, it's a killer moment. Gets me all misty eyed and stuff, but I, you know, I gotta just like brush it off because I'm trying to look cool, you know. Oh, it's great, man! It's <laughs> it's just fun. It's fun tunes. It's like what I want to listen to, like in the car on a road trip. It's what I want to hear when I walk into a record store. Uh, when and shit we, like that. When we uh, when we moved to Portland, like uh, we started practicing in this uh, rehearsal space with um, uh, it's like a big warehouse with a bunch of different rooms in it uh, out in Beaverton. We're still there. Uh, but we were practicing right next to like all these different metal bands. So we made friends with all these metal bands and stuff. Uh, and like, we're just coming in playing like our, you know, our poppy kind of punk stuff. And then, uh, 
But like we, you know, we had an EP. We started giving it out, and one of the dudes like came up to me later. He's just like, "Oh yeah, man, good good EP. I put it in when I'm driving my girlfriend around places, you know, because like, <laughs> they're just like listening wow. to grindcore and thrash and like, you know." Yeah. And he's just like, "But I can like listen to this like, but she because she doesn't want to hear my, you know, like." That's cool. Uh, That's a good compliment. I've yeah, never heard yeah. that one before. Yeah, yeah I like that. I think it was like Joseph. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's super listenable Thank for yeah. for a lot of different people. Portland yeah, that, that means a lot, man. That's that's like what we were going for. You know? Yeah, but it's not also, that other like go ahead. Yeah, no, it's it's also just like real genuine, and the songwriting is good. You know, it's it's done intently, like you can tell. But it's uh, it's just fucking fun, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I think we're yeah we're all we're all definitely about the craft when it comes to that. I mean, we like fun stuff and like man pop music and whatever. But you know, it's it's easy for us to identify like if like hey do we really like this is this like a well put together song or like you know I, I think uh yeah we draw influence from like a lot of different spots and it's like i have no problem with uh you know listen i don't know like evan still listens to like gin blossoms and stuff like that every once in a while hell know, yeah so dude that's, that's like, cool man hey man that's a good album I can't. I can't disagree. I can't <laughs> argue with you about it. Like I don't. I don't think there's such thing as a guilty pleasure. Well, really. I mean, maybe there is. Like, but I don't know. Whatever well, you get off on. I mean, like I, if I uh, listen. I listen to a bunch of George Strait today. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. Like, but I mean, if you, if you had a long shitty day and then you come home and put on Dave Matthews Band and like whatever, <laughs> dude. Like if that's what you like, go rock climbing. Like go do your fucking thing, man. Like I don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. When I was like 17, 18, like I don't know, I was like kind of militantly opposed to like anything that wasn't written with guitars and like it's just like kind of a waste of energy because there's so many things that are made on like iPads that sound amazing, you know, and like. uh Whatever, whatever it does for you. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun to see you guys. Like, rock is a three piece. I mean, when you talk about like shit that influenced me, you know, one of my first records was Dookie. Like, yeah. had, and like that early Green Day stuff. You know, Green Day is a much different band now, but like that was that was their thing. Like being a monster three piece band and just. Just yeah, crushing is huge. That like, was that's, a, a that's a really gigantic one yeah, for us. Great, like, great parts, like I mean, all the breaks and like the the drum fills and everything. It's the way that they yeah. stack hooks together, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. that was like it's a big influence. Just in the, like, you know, the the verse and the chorus can be like it doesn't have to just be like a verse and then a really catchy chorus. You know, like both of them can be their own private entity that like makes the whole song even that much more catchy those guys were young like, too that was like 22 yeah, or 23 dude. or something yeah. when they put out Dookie yeah, yeah. yeah they Absolutely. were way more stone than we get too like, <laughs> like they were stone on that like early 90s weed and like, had people, like PCP yeah, in yeah. it exactly. like, like back when people actually used to lace weed with PCP yeah so like, I'm oh, getting all of that from training day not, by the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> all, all the facts yeah. I have yeah, yeah it's like when I was a kid you know my mom used to be like well what if you buy weed and there's PCP in it I'm like that first of all just doesn't happen. I didn't know you like to get life. wet. Like, you know, <laughs> people don't like give out drugs like that anymore, man. Like I mean, the '90s was truly a golden like, who would era. Do that, just like, you know what? This guy he gets <laughs> extra drugs. <laughs> he gets better. I mean, extra unless drugs. unless they're gonna like watch me like from afar, smoke the weed with the PCP in it. Like I don't know what they're getting out of that. You know, there's like, at home like that guy's fucking smoking. <laughs> actually, that would be kind of. I mean, you know, I wouldn't do that to somebody. But now that you're mentioning it, <laughs> some guys like I fucking got it, dude. <laughs> but anyway, what I was trying to say is, oh that yeah, wow, guys, wow, yeah, we took that. You guys, you guys remind me of like a, just a lot of the stuff that I grew up with as far as that. You know, like it was 
Green Day's Dookie. It was like Rancid's Out Come the Wolves. Hell yeah. And yeah. like oper- that Operation Ivy record yeah. and all that kind of came around the same time for me, like real early on. And and now it's like, now it reminds me of stuff like the Japan Droids. It's like another yeah. band. It's just like super fun and just, yeah, just hard to not like bang your head yeah. around. So I've seen that band like three times actually. Well, when you mentioned like the sing-along parts, like they're like the kings of that. You yeah. know, like you listen to those records and you know it's just like this wall of like millennial ooos you know like and yeah like i want avocado toast when i listen to it <laughs> I, get, I get i actually get really surprised when people like oh you said like operation ivy and like rancid and stuff that's like socal punk that we actually get attributed with a lot and it's always surprising because like i don't ever really see us as like the stud crusty gutter punk kind of like, band no you know you know what though this happened to me i swear to god a couple weeks ago i was just uh i was downtown and some dude came up and like asked me for directions or whatever kind of like this flat bill kind of like cali dude and uh, he's just asking me for directions and i was just like telling him i was just like oh dude that's you know that's so rad man dude you're you're cali at heart man you're cali <laughs> at heart like and i was like hey you know thanks man like all right like you know it's funny cuz if you go down to california and you're like you're organ at heart they'll be like fuck you i'm not a <laughs> fucking organ like i'm so cali motherfucker well yeah, like those matt matt freeman from rancid is yeah. like huge 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 influence on me and i i grew up listening to those records like those rancid records and especially that operation ivy one and um I think subconsciously, like Evan and I, we definitely were in like the Blink One Eighty Two, like skate punk, yeah, man, th- thing when we were younger, and I think that we kind of soft shoot yeah. that genre into our music through the years. Like, wouldn't you know? you, if you listen to like uh, the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, like uh, <clears throat> like that live Blink One Eighty Two album, yeah, like dude, yeah. I, if you don't like Blink One Eighty Two, like that's whatever, but like. You have to admit, like, that's, like, the tightest-sounding live album you from a three-piece band. Like, I mean, they're just, like, they've been playing, you know, 300 shows a year for three years at that point. And it's just, like, dude, you can just... And it was a big influence. Like, it's, like, wow, we can be this tight and, like, sound this big as a three-piece. Well, yeah. and, like, if you don't... If you don't like Blink-182, I bet you also don't like Juanita's. Because <laughs> like, you're that type of person who doesn't like Juanita's... It's talking about the chips, everybody. Yeah, the chips, and like if Just you know, them. if if you can't appreciate Juanita's golden perfect big, oh, I feel like. Where are you I at mean, on the sponsor, Juanita's? Yeah, yeah right. come on, oh, guys! Yeah. Like, you're the best chip. You're the best. I, mean, I feel like you're either in the Blink One Eighty Two camp or the brand new camp. You know, and I then, like, like both. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I go both ways. I could on be that. just you know talking out of my ass. That's cool. But I've talked to a lot of people that. Like like brand new and don't like Blink One Eighty Two and vice versa. But we don't I have see to how talk that works, too though. much about pop punk. That's all right. Yeah, I've it's never, okay. I've never really done brand new. Actually, uh, I don't want to ruin my my Twitter thing, but uh, I read like something in one of the reviews we got where it it said like pop filled punk or something, and I read it as pop punk, and like I put this thing on Twitter and said like. Hey, surprise, we're actually some 41. And then, like, <laughs> for a while after that, I was just posting a bunch of pictures of the singer from some 41. Maybe we convinced somebody. Hanging out, tricking back in the Camino. No, it's cool. It's cool songwriting. It's just like these cool power pop songs Sick. at yeah. times. And, like, yeah, just, just super, super catchy stuff, but also 
Like these guys, are, just these, great songwriting. These guys Thank are you, ruthless. Thank like lately in, in jams, like we're trying. Can you to, like, speak into that mic oh, a little shit. bit for me? Uh, I was gonna say, Sorry. yeah, these these guys are uh, they've been terrible lately at jams. We're trying to like write new stuff, and like they'll just be like, dude, just rhyme crazy with lazy all the time. Like just just you know just start doing that, and I'm like, that sounds really dumb to me, you know, and I don't want to. I don't want to do that, but then you know, twenty three skidoo. A couple minutes later, we we it's like, oh baby, my crazy, you know, like. And Actually, then, sounds pretty good. It's a song, you know. It's there. <laughs> it's just like, uh, but you know, we got we got a shelf, and then we kind of just like we're like, okay, well that one can go on the shelf for now, and like we'll we'll bring it back down. Yeah, I think. our our songwriting process now is that Dan comes to us with something that he worked really hard on, and it was like a really honest piece of music that he stayed up for like a few nights writing, that means a lot to him. And Evan and I do the equivalent of just pushing his fucking face into the pillows <laughs> and, and just say, no, we're going to make this a pop punk song. Well, yeah. stop and saying pop punk. We got to get that. Yeah. Like, hey, that's. We got to put that degree of. I mean, okay, you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. th- th- that song that we just played, Dead TV Star, that was. You can hear it in Dan's guitar work. I mean, it's it was a folky, maybe could have been a little slower number. And then. Evan and I kind of simultaneously were just like, let's do double time and keep it trucking like really, really quickly and solid. And it just it's on the clicked record. immediately. Yeah, like, yeah. It was just like, no, I mean, that's, I, I really like what we do with that song too. I think that's, uh, that's probably one of my favorite songs that we have. It's yeah. a lot easier cool. to like get something together when like somebody has already been like, all right, well, like this is like the verse and then it goes to this and then here's like a chorus and then this is kind of like, the end you know and it's uh, like it's a lot easier to work with a beginning a middle and end and then we have a lot more to like kind of dig and sift through and then put it back together into something that i kind of like. i tried to i try to circumvent the process sometimes like sometimes when i'll demo i'll just put it on the drum machine and make it go and then you know i can do that yeah exactly <laughs> you know starts playing some chords and stuff it's fun it's a good time cool you guys want to get into uh, another song yeah yeah definitely right on i think we're gonna play a song um that's a single off the record that we just put out yesterday. Uh, it's called uh, Southern Funeral. We got a video for it on YouTube. And this is a uh, pretty pretty standard song in our sets. It's like pretty much every night. So Yeah, it's definitely, it's got one of those, uh, one of those like kind of sing-along hooks in the chorus for sure. Cuts Again, though, this is like those. the mellowed out version. Yeah, no, this is yeah. sweet. You can you can hear the uh, the non mellowed out version on the record for sure. That sounds which you can find all on the internet's all yep. over exactly. or at a show. This can't, is the can't hungover hear version. Yeah, nowhere else, man. <laughs> hungover B side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Nothing out there's gonna keep you youthful I've been caught up in your new age Nobody told me that I needed healing And even if it was a long shot That's why I still fall Because I got that feeling Thank you guys. Yeah, dude, that was fucking killer. Awesome. That's off the uh, new record, Dead Sounds, uh, which uh, just came out. And yeah, man, I've been listening to this thing a lot over the last few days, and I feel like it's definitely, you know, reaches this next level from Trust Your Instincts, which is like such a cool record. Thank you, man. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Um, this one took a lot more. Like, this was, I don't, I don't think any of us really knew how much of an endeavor this album was going to be when we first started doing it because our experience beforehand was just go in track for like a couple days you know and um not really be that a, a part of the mixing process unless we were doing it ourselves which we've done a couple times but this one was we brought in like a team we brought in like our manager to do the engineering and we brought in jeremy sure from uh um ice cream party studios to do the mixing and we had like a mastering guy in LA and it was, you know, it, I've, I've kind of come to the conclusion that this is actually like an objectively good record. Which is, <laughs> it's nice. It's like, like it's, that's good. No, it is. Like, like, it's, um, whereas like our, the one before was kind of like, to me, like a little bit, hearsay as far as like our stuff goes but this one is all forward it's really really good yeah man uh i mean i'm a big fan of trust your instincts i think there's some killer songs on there like, thank you man Thanks, yeah. like yeah yeah slow like that uh, i love that song <laughs> they won't play it anymore <laughs> dude that's too hard that's, um <laughs> and like beach gaze yeah this that's is, a fun yeah. one yeah so but yeah this one just yeah, seems right. like it's like took everything that was great about trust your instincts and just and just kind of feasted on that and brought all those elements in as well as like a lot of multi-layering on the production side mm -hmm. it seems like there's 
maybe some like keys and synths and yeah, some, all that stuff. Yeah, some different vocal stuff. Acoustics, yeah, a ton of different like vocal <laughs> layers. We like got slide guitars and kazoo's and all kinds of crazy shit in there. Like, well, like it's it's tough to it's a weird line to walk too because as a three piece, there's only so much sound we can like really push out off the stage uh, besides volume and. Uh, and when we were making the record, it's like, uh, should we add this? And then it's like, well, yeah, because it's going to sound good. And, you know, it's just like trying to recreate. We're, not like, we're like not going to recreate that live, you know. Like we have to have like an equally interesting live show, you know, but as just the three of us. Yeah. it doesn't. Maybe one day we'll. It doesn't feel like anything's missing, though, when you guys are playing those new tunes, because you guys put out such a wall of sound for a three-piece. Cool. Like, awesome. Thank it's, you. Yeah. it's rad. It doesn't feel like things are It's like, oh, man, I really missed that synth right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It was a challenge, like, we were worried about, too, like, making this record. You know, we were just like, oh, man, are you kind of uh, recording ourselves into a corner, so to speak, as far as, like, That's a good making way to put this it. live yeah. show work better? But, I mean, I wanted we wanted to just make something that sounded huge, so, you know. It's kind of full steam ahead. Like we'll worry about it when we're playing shows. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Job, job well done there. Thanks. You know, like Bad Blood and Super Fuzz are just killer songs, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Those were. I mean, Super Fuzz was the first single we put out on it, and that did like really well for us. I mean, that was like one of the songs. That was like a joke song. Like I came, I came into the to. I came to those guys and was just like, oh, check out the song I wrote. It's like about <laughs> fuzz pedals, but it's a double entendre. It's funny, you know? Like, And then they were just like, oh, man, like we should totally play this, man. This is kind of sick. And I was like, no, I was totally joking. Like, I don't <laughs> think we should play this at all. Like, It's like... Uh, but, I like yeah, it. It sounds yeah, like... Yeah. yeah, we were listening to like a lot of Wilco at the time. Yeah. So I think we kind of like tried our Still best to like Wilco it out. You know? <laughs> Still do. Yeah, quite a bit of Wilco. Yeah, early Wilco with fuzz and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I saw Wilco at the Schnitz uh, like in like December, and Jeff Tweedy was like grumpy. <laughs> like, it was really, I, it was uh, great because like I, that's that's like the Jeff Tweedy I want to see. It's like grumpy, yeah. you know. He was like like this dude had a cell phone, and he's like he's like turn your fucking cell phone off, and uh, he's. He wasn't listening, and he like kept his cell phone up there. And like after one of the songs, he like bent Jeff Tweedy like bends down and grabs the dude's cell phone and like throws it across the stage. It's like you're great, you're great. <laughs> yeah, you were up in the balcony. You don't have to worry about that shit happening. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, he wasn't mad at me. He's, yeah, he's not gonna take. <laughs> but it'd be funny the videos of Jeff Tweedy. Like you're you're videoing Jeff Tweedy taking some guy's phone. You're like <laughs> you can't get to me, Jeff Tweedy. Like, <laughs> But they were they were really good, but they they kind of did like what we're doing now though. I bet like because they played all their songs like kind of mellowed out, which was cool because I was just excited to see them. But at the same time, it's like I've watched videos of them in like the mid '90s where they're just like crushing it and like you know a lot louder and heavier. But you'll have a like we have a pretty wide range of a. Of just bands that we listen to and draw influences from, and it's I think it really shows on that album too, because it's like I mean we'll have a week where we're all really, really, really into waves or fiddler or something, and then the next week it's like, oh man, Jeff Tweedy's new solo album came out. This is awesome. <laughs> Let's yeah, write a we're song like, listening like that. To like Spoon or something, and it's like, like Fanagram. Oh, I've uh, I've lately kind of uh, had a fascination with the uh, the very best of Thin Lizzy, dude. Yeah. Some good Thin Lizzy yeah, tunes, dude. for sure. Cowboy song, like, like I got back into Lizzie. that track, you know, that's a, yeah, yeah. Bad Reputation, that's a, that's a rocker, you know, like. 
Did that guy die? Like, yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's been uh, dead for a while. Right? Oh, really? I don't know. Like, I think I didn't catch the. You never had like music. the '80s Thin Lizzy, you know? I don't think like they never uh, like. Yeah, I think he died in the '70s. Some, some time. I don't. Know. Could but be wrong. Uh, a jam like Brown Liquor, I think, is like a great example of like yeah, just yeah. that the songwriting hitting a different level on this record. Cool. Yeah, yeah. kind of a classic rock tune, almost like a ballad or something. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, definitely. Kind of. Yeah, sometimes I'll. Uh, there's definitely like a lot of Dylan influence in that, like the lyrics and stuff. I kind of do this weird like Dr. Seuss rhyming thing, but <laughs> it's fun. And then, uh, you know, I, I feel comfortable saying it on on this thing, but you know, don't don't spread it around too much. Wait, but wait, wait, what are you gonna do? The chorus for that <laughs> no, song. Don't, don't tell them. Don't dude. tell them. Yeah, let them figure it out. They're gonna figure it out. They're the gonna chorus figure it out. of that song tells the future. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's like a. I mean, I think, I think we can I just can hint tell. at it. We accidentally kind of didn't know that it sounded a whole lot like a chorus from a different song. Very and popular 90s jam from a huge UK act. That's about all we're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. In the Sorry. 90s. Sorry, guys. UK in the yeah. 90s. You're rich. We're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We ripped off the Beatles. It's like, no, no, no. It's like you're in a, you're like. The Beatles 90s record? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you haven't heard it, man? You know, under a rock? That's a deep cut, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 90s Japan. I mean, I, di- I dig your, your vocal narrative, Dan. Thanks, it's, man. I think it's cool, and, and I think that it's uh, it's really simple, but it feels like real earnest and not trying to be overly poetic about anything. I definitely, uh, you know, th- there's a fine line there, and like a lot of times like when I was uh, like growing up writing songs and, and working on lyrics and everything, um, yeah, yeah, I, I had a tendency, I was just like, oh man, like, let me get, like, really abstract real quick, and, like, just saying a bunch of stuff that doesn't really mean anything, but, you know, I'm talking about, like, oh, it's a baby in a business suit, what's going on, you know, like, that kind of thing, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be really careful with that, because it's, like, people, people can, like, you know, can tell, and people will definitely react differently to songs that, like, have more personal meaning or something like that, which I like to, uh, yeah, which I like to focus on, you know, like, and then, you know, we, we definitely have room for, like, those kind of, like, nonsense songs or, like, you know, lyrics that aren't necessarily filler but don't really, like, mean anything. And I kind of like that, too, because it's fun to stay ambiguous as a songwriter and also as, like, a, uh, a music listener, you know. Like, I like being able to, like, interpret artists' lyrics in my own kind of head. Like, I like to, like, put my own associations onto the, the songs or the stories or something. And, like, sometimes I'll hear what an artist actually wrote the song about. And I was like, oh, man, it's about his dog? Like, oh, man, that's fucking... <laughs> that's, like, ruins it yeah. for you. You know, like... Because I, I, I like I like that. I think, like, when people create art, it kind of becomes bigger than them. It kind of, like, goes out and into the world and, and they don't necessarily own it uh, in that way. I mean, not saying, like, you know... Uh, legality and stuff like you know nobody rip off our music don't download it Napster or whatever I don't know actually yeah, I don't put know. that shit up on Pirate Bay what are you talking about <laughs> like, I don't care anyway as soon all, as you all can, artistic license aside financially yeah I think I think you know once you, once you create something I think it's totally like open to interpretation and, and people can do with it whatever they want um, but yeah I mean that being said I, I have a rhyming dictionary um, <laughs> yeah, don't tell them and a, a small book of poems <laughs> and out. everything yeah exactly like, ah. That's going like on the Willamette Week next week. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Use Singer the Autonomics uses a rhyming dictionary. So not gonna, punk rock. People are going to be protesting oh, against your oh, band. God. It's going to be this whole thing, and everyone's going to be 
just talking shit. It's great, like, dude. Like you never know. You're just like, okay, well, what, what rhymes with uh, you know the sea? Like, and you're just like, you can think of so many, but there's so many more that you just aren't thinking about. You know, like. Yeah, that makes sense. It's gonna be. There's gonna be a giant Facebook smear campaign against Dan now. <laughs> <laughs> My rhyming dictionary. This guy's a fraud. This <laughs> <laughs> is a rhyming Witch dictionary. Hunt. Witch hunt. <laughs> Witch hunt. Um, was it? kind of after putting trust your instincts that you guys started getting opportunities to go over to Europe and, and play? Mm, that was like th- two years ago. Yeah, right? we, we like, had the record out and we actually, uh, we were we were with a different uh, a different group of people for that record that uh, you know, we kind of parted ways things like didn't, didn't really go that well as far as uh, our relationship with them but we got the record um, and you know, didn't, didn't owe any money on it or anything like that which was awesome and then uh, yeah, from there, like, we just kind of, like, kept kept doing our thing. We did a bunch of American tours because, uh, like, we were just like, well, let's just get out on the road to our heart, and, like, we had the record. But, like, yeah, about two years later, we were actually approached by, approached by a, uh, an Austrian booker um, that books over in Europe named Dominic Schmidt uh, who saw us play before, like, we left for a tour one time, and then when we got back, we started talking to him, and, and he does tours for a lot of bands. Uh, in Portland uh, through Rolla Music, which is his, um, which is uh, his his sort of like booking agency, and uh, he lives in Portland, but you know he's Austrian and all of his connections are over there and stuff. So it's actually like a pretty cool program um, that he runs. You know he gets a lot of bands like to you know kind of expose themselves to that audience that they normally wouldn't. And then uh, so yeah yeah we worked with him on a few tours and then actually signed him uh, signed him on as like a, a manager role. So he's kind of like. He's been working with us really closely on Death Sounds. He actually, uh, he was one of the producers for the record. Um, we, you know, he engineered a lot of it. Like, we, we recorded it at a studio space that he had. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I was bummed. He was really, really sick yesterday. He couldn't come out to the release show. Yeah. Uh, especially because, like, yeah, he, he definitely put some work into the record, too, and, like, helping us uh, push it around, do PR and stuff. And so it was it was unfortunate. He got, he got some kind of some sickness, but... Uh, I took I took some vid for him, so I think it'll be all right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like, and then he, yeah, done like three Europe tours. It's been awesome. Yeah, what's it been like for you guys as like childhood friends and and Evan, you and Vaughn as brothers to get to tour the world like playing music together? It's really great. I don't think I could do it with anybody else. I mean, like, cause it's it's all. I mean, you know, it's it's like you have like all the stress of a regular tour, which can be like you know a lot, and then you're over in another country where there's like a whole different culture and different rules and just customs like small shit you wouldn't think about you know just like weird stuff that like like might piss someone off over there but it wouldn't over here and um it's nice to have uh, somebody you know, that you're so familiar with around that kind of shit cuz like you you all can kind of like make fun of the same stuff you know it's like <laughs> I, yeah like we we would get in the car like we were like you know when when we're trying to like when we're like sick of it over there, like we're just being like, man, everything's so foreign. Like, well, you know, we'll close the van and just start like ripping on German culture or something <laughs> like that. Wow, dude. Well, and I mean, it's, I, it's out of like, love, you know. It's well, out of frustration. I tell people, I, I tell people, like, because we get a lot of people asking because we've done it three times. So I've got a lot of friends and family who ask what it's like, and to be brutally honest about it, like what I always say is. It's like staying at a family friend's house for six weeks. <laughs> You're totally welcome to be there, but it's not your house. It's not like, and that's exactly what it feels like. It's really crazy. It's beautiful. It's a really nice fucking house. And, you know, it's it's so fun to be over there. And like, yeah, the people are amazing. The people are really nice. Like, and it's, but what I think what people really kind of forget is like, we, 
whenever we tour in in Europe and I mean in America too, and all bands know this, it's it's work. It's like a it's not a crazy party vacation. Like it's it's a lot of planning, a lot of being on time, a lot of waking up early and driving and yeah, I mean, if you want to do it in like a professional way, like yeah, you know, if you don't like you can <laughs> kind of I guess you could like fuck off and like be late to shows and get like but it's just not I good mean, for you. I mean, it's not a great look. It's easier Honestly, to do that. Like, but, yeah. all, all of the venues and the, the people that work there were so nice and polite. We probably could have shown up late every time. Yeah, like, we would always call ahead and be like, hey, we're going to be like 30 minutes late. And they'd be like, oh, that's fine. No, like, this just is fine. Come yeah. here whenever you can. Yeah. Like, and the hospitality over there is like unrivaled. It's like yeah. you, we've, we showed up to venues and they just have like a spread of food and hotel keys. And like a just refrigerator like ready full of go. beer. Yeah, yeah. just like. So like in America, it's like, like, hey, uh, if anyone wants to let us crash in their basement yeah. tonight, like, <laughs> uh, and like, oh, yeah, we got you guys a hot dog and a tin, like a PBR each, like, yeah. which is can, cool. Like, we have you, one couch we'll for that. three I mean, of you yeah, to yeah, share. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it. Always, always roll all sleeping the bags. You want all the <laughs> you can yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's definitely. I mean, it's it. Like being over there is definitely, um, you know, it was a perspective shift for us too. It's just like seeing. Like, you know, how little of the, like, like, like when you're flying, when we were, the first time I like flew over Vienna, I looked down in the city and I was like, not one single person in that city would give a fuck if I died. <laughs> like, and it's interesting to think about, you know, it's like, there's this entire other continent where people are like living their lives and they've never heard about our band. And like, you know, we're just, we're just like this tiny little drop in the ocean of like mediocrity over there, you know, <laughs> like just... <laughs> I remember the first like, the first they time we went. They like party, went, though. It's yeah. good. You know, I think that's pretty cross-cultural. The first yeah. time we went to Europe, we the first place we were in was Vienna. And I remember coming, like, into Vienna, like, Vienna proper, like, in the middle of it. And it was really, really nuts. Like, the first day, it was, like, total culture shock. And I remember people were staring at us, and I didn't really understand why. And then I, like, looked around, and we were being so fucking loud like everyone's really really quiet they'll, they'll talk and, like really close to each yeah, other and we were just yeah. like wow this is fucking crazy <laughs> like, and, yeah. like, and we were getting looked at and I, Whoa. Yeah, I was like oh shit we looked like fucking bill and ted dude. it was just ridiculous and like I, oh that grocery store is great look at it like. oh yeah we were walking through a like a high school like like school had just gotten out and we were walking through like there like the front of the school where all the kids were and it was like me and Vaughn and Dan and Jeremiah, our tour manager, sound guy. And uh, we all had denim jackets on and like denim jeans. And we were like walking through and someone's just like, vote for Trump. <laughs> like, so we didn't, we weren't even talking. You couldn't even hear our accents, but we probably just looked like so American. Like, <laughs> we're all like wearing Levi's and. You can you totally know, tell. Like, it's weird too. It's like the dogs and the cats too. you like, you like Einbachen, you know. Yeah, that would, we would entertain ourselves by like seeing a cat and you know oh, pretending it's a it German cat it's meow meow alright that's enough uh, okay I actually I do really like to party with, with the Germans and the Austrians though man like uh, they do not fuck around they're very on top of their shit uh, they have a very good uh, idea of their responsibilities and their priorities and then they uh, use that information to uh, you know get really really drunk in a very uh, you know safe healthy productive way you know and like uh that's nice to see. Like they're they're all about, yeah, they're all about the hospitality. And it's like if you go out drinking with a bunch of them, like they'll be competitive, but not in a way like, 
I can drink more than you, they'll be like, we're all going to drink so much <laughs> together. You know, like it's very, uh, very kind of hive mind, very community based sort of like, yeah, their parties are, are good, good time. Man. We, we were kind of worried that like maybe we're American and maybe we don't, we didn't know like what kind of reputation we actually had over there, especially with like our age group and stuff. And we didn't really know what to expect. Uh, but when we got there, people were like, they didn't care. Like, they weren't, you know, they were like, oh, cool, you're American, like, let's party, you know, like, whatever. They're, they're sort of, like, and, slapstick about it, you know, like, they're, yeah. like, they're, like, drink a bunch of beers and, like, kind of, like, you know, just do goofy, goofy shit, you know, like, when they, when they finally do, like, let loose and get loud and yeah. boisterous. It's, it is funny, too, because they are, like, a really efficient, like, productive culture, um, and uh, they don't really, like, small talk, you know, and Americans are just all about that for some reason, and, like... When, so if you try to do that with them, they get kind of put off. It's like they like to just talk about, you know, very serious things. And then they have, like, five or six drinks. And then it's like, oh, this guy totally opened up. And he's, like, <laughs> laughing and having a good time. He's like, oh, hey, does it does not my friend look like a bear? <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just shit like that, Jesus. you know? Like, that's like what uh. they'll, like, give each other shit be like, oh, yeah, yeah, Lisa, she is kind of disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely, I think we're trying to go back in like May, and uh, yeah, we're really stoked. It's just amazing over there. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you guys coming and hanging out today. I know it's, yeah. you guys yeah, had a raging party last night. It's a good It's a good way to spend a Sunday. Like, we got one uh, more for you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right, I thought we had two more. Let's just do one more. Right. Let's just do a day off. We'll see. You guys don't we'll want to do, do the other one? Nah. <laughs> Come on. Well, why don't we just do it if it doesn't sound good? Just... Um... Yeah, it just seems like the the fun attitude comes across in everything. Just like the music videos and just everything you guys are doing, like yeah. the camaraderie amongst the three of you seems to just like really play on stage and yeah. So thanks, I just man. appreciate the the hang and yeah, and getting it, to see you guys play music. Dude, uh, like last night was really fucking fun, man. I've seen a lot of shows at the Dugfer and a lot of shows here since I moved here like four and a half years ago. And like last night was. That was on the highlight reel for sure. That's like, awesome. Like I just really have not seen people move like that. So fuck yeah, it means yeah. quite that's, a bit. That's man. great. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It really means a lot. Thanks for having us on. Thanks Absolutely. for being you know way cool and super buttered, dude. And like <laughs> that's what's up. I, yeah, sorry, I just like, never heard that term, dude. I did get like. Um, yeah, what are you guys gonna play us out with here today? Uh, oh, our chillest number we have. The actually. chillest number. Yeah. I mean, are we gonna are we gonna do that cover? No, let's just do let's just do sleeves. Yeah. Right. You don't you don't want to do the co- you don't want to uh, do the cover. You didn't want to play it last night. It's a so fun we're not, cover. We're not playing it tonight. Why? That's exactly why I want to play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna play uh, the last song on our first album. What's up? Let's make sure phones are off. By the way, I think I heard I, that was phone. that was me on the was you, on the, the computer. computer. Yeah. Uh, I just want to make sure we get no bleeds. Yeah. Is this thing all right? We it's just this and it's snapping. It's yeah, it's, it's real. It's real touchy. I won't I won't touch it. You're a good kid. Uh, we're going to play the last song on our first record. It's called uh, Day Off, Sleeves Off. Oh, nice. This is a uh, Sunday afternoon NPR go-getter. <laughs> this is the, uh... Are you going to do your best Ira Glass now and, <laughs> and introduce the song? This is, I fucking love NPR, man. Like, it's just, I'm a fan. It's just awesome. Act it's, three, autonomics. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. All 
Oh, I got a wine heavy headache. It's not I tried to take you on. The rest is just a blur to me. Cause I'm alright with Susan. I'm pretty good with Caitlin's. But I'm not so great with Kathleen's. Nobody knows. Today I came home early and took this color off from me. Well, if yesterday was blurry, tomorrow I won't worry, no, cause it's my day off, I'll take them shoes off. I got a job in the city, and I like to drink alone, cause I don't need no company. And I don't need no Tim's or Larry's, Frank's or John's or Susan Mary's, no, cause nobody understands me, and everyone knows. I live for the weekend, that's why they all just let me be And if they come a-knockin', I'll just shut my door and lock it now Cause it's my day off, I'll take my sleeves off You don't hear me bitching No, my weekends are a luxury And Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday I'm just killing Tim the right way too. My weekends are history uh, Now that you know The way that I've been living Maybe you can stay with me Cause baby, if you're feeling lonely We can take a bottle of clothing Cause it's our day off We'll take my sleeves off Yeah, man, that's the autonomics. <laughs> thanks again for coming and hanging. Absolutely, yeah. thanks, man. Thanks Much for having appreciate us. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Where can it's been cool? Awesome. Glad you guys had a good time. And uh, where can people keep up with? Uh, where's the best place to do that? Facebook, <laughs> the old Facebook. We're on uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter and, for and sure. Facebook. All and the stuff. usuals. We have um, a website. All the usual suspects we there. Yeah, totally. Um, we have if, a. If you got some new ones, let us know. We're not on LinkedIn yeah. or uh, Google Plus, but you know. Oh, we don't have a. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, all that. Yeah, so. those the big, the, the heavy hitters. Uh, you know, they wanted us on Title, but uh, you know, like ever since Jay Z couldn't have you. Yeah, exactly. Like we had ever since that falling out we had <laughs> a while back about his birthday party. You know, I was like, well, I'd encourage people to check out Dead Sounds, your new record, and uh, yeah, appreciate you guys coming by and uh, check out the music videos from like Super Fuzz and Bad Blood. Those are rad. And check out Reginald. We didn't even get into Reginald. Lord Reginald. You guys are going to have to come yeah, back yeah. sometimes and maybe, maybe bring, to, maybe bring the, the, power, the power set. Yeah, yeah I, I that. hope that character lasts forever and ever. Because we have to talk He's about alive. Reginald. Yeah, exactly. And maybe he'll yeah, be here. We didn't even we'll get there. Spiritual advisor, man. He's a good dude. He um, couldn't be here. 
Juanitos. He's a uh, he's in the Himalayas smoking hash with holy men. You can uh, we uh, end the the program with one of the guests or all of the guests saying it's a program, which is the tagline for the show. So cool. if uh, if you guys want to do it together, or if one of you guys would like to take the duty, you do it. <laughs> it's a program. There it is. Nice. Oh man, that's Dan from the economics giving us a strong one. Very quality. Uh, check out everything uh, the Dan Cable presents YouTube channel, where you'll be able to find these in studio videos as well as the uh, the good old iTunes for the the podcast. Uh, DanCablePresents.com You can get yourself a, a fresh baseball tee Or uh, donate some shekels to the show Help uh, sponsor on. a studio session Right there's a, there's a jar at the front of the stage For crying out loud We got uh, Forrest Brennan Yeah Doing all the video work today Shout out to Forrest Nice work and, Forrest uh, you can find him at ForrestBrennan.com And uh, my bud Oh, now uh, a former guest of hey, the program. Wow, crazy! You can check out episode seventy-four with Mountaineer Mike. <laughs> hey now. How about him? Oh yeah, yeah. I clap for myself. Always keeping it fresh on the uh, yeah. on all the dials in there, and uh, appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you, DC. You're my favorite. And uh, I think that's it, man. I think uh, we will uh, catch you on the flip side, Portland. There you go, people. That's how it goes down. It's called Dan Tight. Cable presents. A live to tape program we do here at the uh, studio on a regular basis. Now, if you need me for anything, you can find me on the internet, M-T-N-A-I-R Mike, mountainairmike at gmail.com or mtnairstudios.com. Until next time, see ya! It's a program. It's a program, people.